Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome to pre-show number four for WQ, aka Women Watch Wrestling. I am just love. I am here with Miss Bree and Lady J. <laughs> Are we going to kick this off with a review of this past week's Raw and Smackdown. Raw from July 1st and the Smackdown from July 2nd. Alright, so it started off with Braun versus Bobby Lashley. Fogs count anywhere. Ended with Braun. Ooh. That was an interesting match, but mm-hmm. it ended with Braun tackling the Almighty through the stage, ribbon screen, and some electrical fireworks. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh um, from my understanding, they were rushed to the hospital, and Braun stayed overnight, and Bobby Lashley was re- released later that night. Um. But the show must go on. The Viking Raiders versus the New Day. Uh, the New Day won by disqualification because Samoa Joe came out and attacked Xavier Woods. Go figure. Um, then the Viking Raiders and Samoa Joe teamed up and attacked the New Day some more. So it became a, another match. So it was the Viking Raiders and Samoa versus New Day, all of them, including Kofi Kingston, because Kofi came out and, of course, saved his buddy. Um, The Viking Raiders and Samoa Joe won with uh, Samoa Joe putting Kofi in the Kofleta clutch. Can't say that damn word. Um, then we have Cesaro versus No Way Jose. I don't even know if that was supposed to be a match, but, <laughs> yeah. um, it never ended if it was, so Cesaro just, you know, beat No Way Jose ass. Um, <laughs> yes. Hmm. All right. Mm. Uh, well, I have here the match never started, so, yeah, that happened. It's a bookmark. I d- yeah, it was definitely a BS match because I had that written down as well. Um, R-Truth seduced Drake and his wife with the title because his wi- uh, Drake Maverick's wife um, told him, if you don't stop chasing this title, I'm going to leave you. Um, because they were supposed to go on their honeymoon, and they're at fucking Raw. I would be mad, too. Um, so, R-Truth kind of su- seduced him pretty much all night. So, <laughs> 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 um, by laying across, um, this time he was laid across the barricade <laughs> in front of them with the title around his waist. <laughs> um, cut to... Street Profit interview. Yes, the Street Profits were on Monday Night Raw <laughs> with Charlie, um, Lacey. Uh, then there was Lacey Evans versus Na- uh, Natalia. Lacey won with the woman's right after getting help from Baron. Surprise, surprise. Anderson and Gallows 
have their little promo where they start instigating um, AJ and Ricochet putting words in their mouth and being high school girls. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not high school girls. Um, The Miz versus Elias with a two out of three falls match um, as payback from their match last week. Uh, Miz was awarded the first fall, Elias the second, and Miz took the third go Miz. (laughs) Then uh, Carmella versus Alexa. And Carmella won in two seconds because Alexa was distracted. Hmm. Then Nikki challenged Carmella because of this, and Nikki won. Oh, the Becky and Seth challenge. They were challenged by Mike and Maurice. Canellis. Canellis. Well, Mike Bennett and Maria Canellis Bennett. So... Uh, Becky, well, this was, uh, I don't even, I don't even know what to say about this match. Uh, let's just say, for the sake of time, Becky disarmed him on (laughs) Mike Cornelis. Um. Mike Bennett. Uh, last night, uh, on Monday Night Raw, he was Mike Cornelis. Because... Uh, Marcellus announced she was pregnant after pretty much taking his manhood into her hands and squeezing tight. Um, (laughs) The main event on Monday Night Raw was Ricochet versus AJ for the United States Championship after the instigation from Gallows and Anderson all night. Um, Ricochet won. AJ shook his hand, then jumped him <laughs> with Anderson and Gallows by his side. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> so, so much. Um, he definitely stole the win, though. He stole it with the roll-up pin, and that was Monday Night Raw. Yay. So, ladies, mm. how would you rate Raw? Okay. In my personal opinion, Raw was better than SmackDown this week for sure. Um, I'm stuck in between three and four. So, it was amazing, of course. But there were moments making an instant classic, like Braun going through the ribbon screen, instant classic moment. But I'm gonna go with three. I don't know. Um, I'll give it a three point five. It was good. It was good. Um, I guess the only reason why I kind of feel some kind of way is because Braun could be hurt. Yeah, from the, but it's a stunt that he pulled. You know, like nobody like told you to do that. Like, so it's like you know, I don't know. So I give it a good three point five. 
to 3.7. Yeah, 3.5, 3.7. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was entertaining, it was. and ultimately, that's saying a lot for <laughs> It's saying a lot for, for Raw, Raw. Like, for all three yeah. hours. It yeah. was fucking entertainment, and there was a lot of moments that was just like, this is stupid, but you kept watching, yeah. and I do, yeah. I I kind of dig the kind of the, some of the elements, I dig the, a lot of the elements they threw into the show. Although sometimes I don't always agree with how they threw it into the show. Mm-hmm. They did it. They, they tossed it in there. They put a good effort in. Yes! 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 All right. And Miss Bree, what happened on SmackDown? All right. So SmackDown kicked off with the Kevin Owens show. The guests are Drew McIntyre and Shane. Um, they pretty much on there just to discuss or give their intake about how The Undertaker popped up on them. <laughs> okay. So, from that, Drew, well, no, Dolph Ziggler comes out and starts going through the, oh, it should have been me. It should have been me. And they like, what? Like, where you come from? So, Kevin Owens is just, at this point, fed up. He just starts going in. Like, just savage, okay? And Shane decides to, like, you know what? We're going to have a tag team match. Kevin mm-hmm. Owens, Dolph Ziggler versus Heavy Machinery later tonight. Mm-hmm. So then we have our next match, which is Daniel Bryan versus Big E. Um, of course, with Rowan on the sideline, um, Daniel Bryan wins. Um, just to say, Big E is just always. <laughs> I just, I don't know. So then, um, Kayla is out in the back, and she's talking to our truth about the twenty four seven belt. And about, you know, how Drake Maverick has it now and how did he get it. So they go through the little trailer to show what happened. And so then next is Alexa Bliss walking down, talking to Nikki Cross. And she grants her the opportunity to host a moment of bliss. And the guest that night is Bailey. So, once you know she come out, Bailey comes out, and she's like, I'm asking the hard questions. She's like, why, what did she say about, um... Why you call Alexa a liar? Yeah, why did you call Alexa's a liar? And so, you know, Bailey gives her feedback, and Nikki didn't like it. So, she runs out to the ring, like, you know, I'll fight you right now. Um, Of course, they fight, and Bailey wins. Bailey asked Nikki why she's a fighting Alexa at Extreme Rules and her. Yes. Sorry, I left out that part. And just basically, what Nikki didn't like it. She just didn't like her asking, you know. 
I asked you a question. So what you gonna do about it? Fight me. <laughs> like, let's fight. <laughs> you know. But Bailey wins. And then Kofi comes out. You know, they there's a schedule a face to face appearance for Samoa Joe and Kofi. So Kofi comes out, he's talking about his gun experience, da 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 da. You know, Samoa Joe gotta come out like scratch that, it's about me. Whatever. So he starts talking mess, basically, and saying, he asked Kofi to shake his hand. And he's like, you should shake my hand, basically, to say, to say, you know, you already know I'm better than you, so let's call it what it is. And Kofi looked at him, and then he laughed. And so, some more drugs tried to get him, but he came with that trouble in paradise, and it was over. And the good part was the shooting of the bird. Oh, yeah. That one. Then he started the shaking his hand. He gave him a good finger yeah. bird. And then it was on from there. Um, This match was really short to me. The following. Well, no, before that match, there is the Alistair Black, you know, little scene promo. And he basically calls out the person that knocks at the door from the previous week. And he's like, you know, show up at Extreme Rules as the person that um, picked the fight with me. So we're going to, I guess, find out at Extreme Rules who was knocking at the door. <laughs> um, then there's the Ember Moon and Mandy Rose fight. Um, to rewind for a second, right after the Samoa Joe and Kofi Kingston gives him the trouble in paradise, there's a Apollo Cruz versus Andrade. And of course, with the help of Selena Vega, Andrade wins. Um, she like slingshots her body to knock Apollo down. And then Andrade picks him up out the ring and throws him inside. What's the what's the name of that move? Camelot DDT, and it was over. And then there was the Alistair Black promo, like I said. And then the Ember Moon, Mandy Rose fight featuring Sonya Deville. Um, that fight was like five minutes. I don't even think it was that long. Mm. And Ember Moon won. Um, and then we finally have um, the Kevin Owens versus Do- I mean, Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler Versus Heavy Machinery. Um, this match also determined um, that one of these teams will be entered into the Extreme Rules match for New Day versus Daniel Bryan's for the championship belt. And um, Heavy Machinery whooped their ass. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a good match. I looked at that like, steak and weights, baby. Steak and weights. So, ladies, how would you rate SmackDown? Um, personally, I feel like it had good moments, but compared to Raw, since I gave Raw three, this will be a two. Like, there was minimal matches versus promos and conversation, and it almost felt like SmackDown was more dragged out than Raw, where it was like, dang, ooh, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. wow. So, yeah. I will give SmackDown um, a three. And 
it wasn't the adrenaline rush wasn't as high but i will say that you know you did get a couple of mysteries going on and potentials going on with this show so um it wasn't the best of the best but it gave us a little something to talk about later um i agree with lady gay i think this ma- i think smackdown is a is a i well i wouldn't say 2.5 to 3 i would give it a solid 3 uh because like you said it gave us new content kind of like mm-hmm. it gave us something to talk about um and it also like changed some stories because like the Alistair Black thing I think that was pretty dope that it kind of pushed that story to Mm -hmm. a match it Mm -hmm. it made it made the match make sense now like because I was wondering how they was gonna put those together together, yeah like with this promo just like come come in (laughs) you know just come through the door come pick a fight with me so I, I liked how they kind of did that. So I'll give it a three. Um, now, we uh, we have some things that we really need to talk about. So let's really talk about it. <laughs> okay, let's really talk about, uh, first of all, um, Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman's new assignment as executive directors. And it's newly created, by the way, because we don't have general managers anymore. So let's kind of talk about that just a little. Uh, Let's start with, I guess, Paul Heyman's, you know, overall being. Um, If you don't know, he was the owner of ECW. And due to financial circumstances, it fell. And lately, he has been a strong advocate for Brock Lesnar and uh how do you feel about how he's how he would be an asset to either the storyline or the company I just really don't know how what to feel about this portion because you know he knows he knows what he's doing when it comes to creativity clearly but I'm a little nervous about how they're going to have him deal with Brock and be Brock being Brock, you know. Uh, how do you feel about that? Like, uh, my personal opinion feels like this is an easy way. I, okay, let me say it this way. I had already thought and felt like Brock was going to go for Kofi's belt versus Seth. Mm-hmm. So now this is like a leg up. Like, ha, my advocate is now technically your boss. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> my, it's on my time. Like, but it's going to be my belt regardless now. Yeah. So, yeah. I, um, I think that it'll make a good show. You think it'll be better? I I, th- I really think it'll make a good show. Although, I do believe that there's going to be a lot of bias and favoritism. But WWE been doing that anyway. Yeah. They doing that without him. <laughs> they yeah. doing that without his help. 
So, I, yeah, I expect the bullshit with Brock and everything or whatever, but he might actually do some shit. Like, he might use other characters. He might change storylines. He might, you know, put matches together. Like, that's the one thing I miss about having general managers. Like, there's no just random match. Nobody there to just be like, hey, you and you fight. Like, Mm -hmm. so now everything has to be a part of something. There has to be a storyline. You have to build to that. No, there was you know. a lot of random matches. And I feel yeah. like, I agree, that kept the momentum. Like, there weren't, there are a lot of dead moments or a lot of fillers now because everything that they try to show as content is in the storyline. And if it's not, you don't see it. Everything tries to bleed together. So at first, like, there was somewhere there that's like, you know, all right, we just saw that. But what about y'all two? Or it's already somebody in back when somebody's ready to pick a fight. Like, I want to fight today, so give me a match. And, and see, when we talk about creativity, we got to give Eric Bischoff his props because back in the day, that WCW versus WWF uh, rivalry was really strong on Mondays. Uh, it was Monday Nitro and um, Raw's War, and then on Thursdays it was WCW Thunder and SmackDown. Like, and many people were changing channels. When you think about the NWO, Goldberg, Sting, you know, Bret Hart, you had a lot of things going on with Eric Bischoff. Um. He can't make the executive decisions that he did with WCW, but I do believe that he will bring some kind of creativity to SmackDown. You know, I don't know. How do how do you feel about that? Like, I can agree with that. Yeah, I can really agree with that because, and then with like you said, with them doing, with them doing like this, um, what the fuck is it called? Is it really a name? Wild card. Mm-hmm. With them doing stuff like this wild card thing, they can bring shit like that back. And with the two of them collab with Paul Heyman over here and Eric Bischoff over here, I feel like they could collab together and make, you know, some great ass entertainment. And then the pay per views are already co branded anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, cause the, cause realistically, ultimately, I must put out this disclaimer: we don't really know what they are allowed to do as far as the show go as executive directors mm-hmm. at this point. Um, I assume they will have a lot of control over the ma- you know the stories and the matches and stuff like that. But if they do, it'll be great. If it'll be kind of probably like a replacement general manager. So yeah. same and crap, different toilet type thing. Be. And, but you know they might they might be like ah, I got you bitch we still running this shit <laughs> right like and you know how you're my puppet. are like they probably still gonna be pulling the strings but I do believe if they give them the freedom of creativity that they need to have it's gonna be dope and it's see dope. and this goes into our second we have to talk about this uh I think 
they hired them as executive directors because the talk about AEW is getting real and real and real and real. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as a top fan, by the way, thank you, Facebook, uh, for my top fan badge on the WWE page. Uh, thank yes. you. Talk so you know, I'm a, I'm a certified yes, troller. Certified troller <laughs> top oh, man, my God. <laughs> so you know, I look at the comments, and it's a lot of AEW, AEW. Oh, did you see this? Did you see that? Like they go to the WWE page just to talk about AEW, and that happens on the Instagram too, and. Fighter Fest was disrespectful that Sunday, and that's why I think that's why I think Brock, I mean Braun Strowman had to do that Monday because how can you top? How can you possibly top what happened that Sunday? Or when was Fighter Fest? Uh, I don't know when. I think it was that Saturday. I don't know when it dropped. I just know when I watched it. Yeah, and you know when it dropped, it was on Bleacher Report online and that was the terrible stream um it was just really terrible but the good thing was you know you could log in later or click on the link later on and look at the stream you know but that was just horrible you had to keep reloading and refreshing like it was poo but it was (laughs) worth it you know don't get it twisted it was worth it but yeah um, well the playback stream is way better if that helps like I didn't watch it live. Maybe too many people was watching it live. Live, yeah. But I didn't watch it live, but I watched the playback. And if you did not see it, go see it. Mm -hmm. You could see it on YouTube as well as uh, the Bleacher Report. Um, We can post the link to that in our description for this pre-show. That's fine. So, Mm -hmm. that's what we'll do. That's fine. Um, Speaking of fighter fest it was just a few things that really caught my attention first of all uh the kenny omega and john moxley rival is disrespectful and i am with it (laughs) i'm with it uh john moxley looks happy like he just posted a picture of i think aew posted a picture of him and he had the scratches on his back from the barbed wire and it was just a lot, and he looked like he was in his comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. they, I feel like they give the wrestlers some part in the creativity, unlike WWE. Like, I don't think the wrestlers have a lot of control on WWE, but on AEW, they might have a little bit more, especially if you like one of the people like Dean Amber. I mean, John Moxley. You know, especially you like him and you can main event this. I think they give them that luxury. And he likes shit like that. Yeah, like very hardcore. Like, uh, but see, I'm a little nervous because when they get on a television network, will they be able to have that same creative freedom, you know? Um, I think it would depend on what time they come on like if they come on at like 10 o'clock or later yeah they can they can do that shit mm-hmm. um they might can do that shit i should say but uh 
They have to be on the adult swim. Yeah, anything before <laughs> that, I don't know if they'll be able to be that hardcore. Extreme, you know. Adult Swim is a good suggestion. That's a place I feel like would do it. Like yeah. if, it, if it came down like how we did the networks and how they connected and how it would be hard, hard for him to find one. I don't think that's connected to Who owns Cartoon Network? Uh Turner Broadcasting. Turner Broadcasting. And that's USA and Fox. Mm. Dang. Said adult swim though, what you losing? I mean, true, cause mm. it only that be late. Troll too. Online, like, get on adult swim, but um, that's a good point, ma'am. Um, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. It's not that they won, but they dressed up in Street Fighter outfits, and they did the Hadouken. That's what you call it, Hadouken. Is that? I would. I don't know. I don't know either. We should look that up. But I, I thought it was. I, I used to say right. Here too. But they did that, and it was just they played the role that was so different. It was a good match, but just to see them dressed up in Street Fighter material, right? And doing the moves. The, and moves. the entrance was just. Oh my! The entrance was the Street Fighter, like yeah. Yeah, like. like it was the and shit. And it was like in the same city or down the street from yeah. the video game convention. Yes. Oh. So they they did that and I'm I'm glad they were allowed to do that. That was awesome. And um But hold on. Oh sorry. Not to sleep on the Lucha Brothers. <laughs> oh no, no, no. And no, no, no. uh what was his name? I forgot his name, but they fucking Bought. Okay, that was a good ass match. That, that was a really good ass match. Yeah, it was. It really was. And um, it's a character named MJF, and the crowd was chanting, "You suck, you suck, you suck." And he said, "That mother of yours, whose basement you live in." She swallows. I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> that shit was oh, funny. He's man. like a mix of Elias and EC3. Oh. Like if they had a baby, it would be this pretty motherfucker. My God, bro. And um, and if you know, know it or not, I need to look up his, uh, I forgot to look up his AEW name now, but. uh. No, um, Ty Dillinger. What's his oh, new name? Um, yeah, we have to look Sean, that up. I had it. We have had one it. of y'all looked that up. Uh, Sean, it was like Sean Spear. Sean Spear. Sean Spear. Yes, he's now on AEW, and he knocked the hell out of Cody Rose with a chair. Even though the other side of his head's bleeding, we don't understand that, but we don't give a shit right now. That was awesome. It was awesome. But it's still questionable. Sean well, the bleeding Spear. was questionable. The chair part was awesome because that he didn't see that coming, and apparently they were friends, and he just turned on his friend. So that part, okay. And it's but different, the you know. Was very questionable because he got hit on one side. 
but started beating on us. It could have been from the impact of being slammed on the ring as well. I mean, things happen, but. Yeah, it's definitely Sean Spears. That was correct. Just love. Um, Just to see some of these, you know, WWE wrestlers converting over and actually being used, that is really different. You know what I'm saying? And we have to give them their props. So we have to talk about those type of things. And the last one, Jungle Boy. I don't know why I'm attracted to Jungle Boy. Right. I wanted him to win, bruh. Like, yes. I agree. I Jungle Boy agree. has a good persona. Like, a lot of these wrestlers have great personas. The women, too. You know, they, I don't know. They only had one women's match, but it was a triple threat, and it was a good match. It was a great match. Uh, it was a great match. And it's like, you know, just seeing the stuff that we complain about on one side being catered to, on the other side, it's like a wrestling fan fix like oh shit you know what i'm saying like yeah you got bob wire tables wrapped up in bob wire and chairs wrapped up in bob wire and even though we know that's extreme it's good to see john moxley happy you know what i'm saying so that's why i think you go back to our first point that's why i think eric bischoff and paul Heyman had to get those positions because they were losing the wwe universe point blank period I feel you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's real. Mm-hmm. They were losing the WWE Universe. And they probably still losing the WWE Universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But any, anything else we need to talk about? No, I don't. I'm good. Uh, I, well. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Alright, so my sucking moment. So I have two repeating offenders this week. Um, of course, Shane Man Man and Drew McIntyre. Um, they still on this ride. First of all, Drew, you're a flunky. That's all you been. That's all you ever gonna be. Like, ain't no other way to put that. Like, you have not been your own man since day one. That's a big problem. Like, you've been teamed up, bossed up, whatever you want to call with somebody since you came back. <laughs> and you want to talk about people not doing it on their own, whatever. Okay. And then my second set of repeating offenders is Lacey Evans and um, Baron Corbin. First of all, <laughs> the, them two constantly getting these title opportunities. <sighs> First of all, Lacey has not proved herself. I I mean, yes, yeah, she got a mean right. No, I'm going to give you your props, maybe. Like, you have a really mean right. But still, you did not earn any of the opportunities that you've had. You've already had more than one title opportunity. And your whole promo session for the first two, three months of the year was you coming out and just stopping, posing, and walking off. Wave. Cute. Whatever. Heels. Um, <laughs> my next one is Dolph Ziggler again. He, well, I guess that's the third repeating offender. Like, it's uh, it's over. Like, it's over. <laughs> After Kofi jumped out of that cage and 
that was over. It ain't no, it should have been you. It's over. It should have been who it is and we got the right person. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Walk away. Accept defeat. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, my new offenders this week are Gallows and Anderson and AJ Styles. <laughs> First of all, AJ Styles is stupid. He can suck it for listening to these bozos. Like... <laughs> Dang, I have so much more like respect for AJ Styles. Like I got so much respect for him. Like the shit he done accomplished, all that stuff. And you gonna belittle yourself to this foolishness? Like what is this, really? And then Gallus and Andros acting like schoolgirls up here gossiping, putting words in people's mouths. <sighs> like, but see, with with the what if? That goes into one of my earlier spoilers about AJ Styles gonna end up beefing with those two. Like, yeah, he gonna beef. That's a that's a suck it. Now, granted, that's a suck it. But think about uh, AJ Styles' overall ethics. He knew that was unethical. Everyone knows that's unethical. And you listen to him. He's going to get triggered. He's going to get triggered. So, I I agree with you. I agree (laughs) with you, AJ, all the way. And I feel like AJ is going to end up going heel point blank. It's time for him to be like, you know what? Forget this. You know? (laughs) But I just hate it. It's to you listening to some some playground mess. Mm -hmm. Like... Straight up. Being high school school girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, suck it, suck it, suck it. Like, Stop. anybody Why else? Not? Like corn on the cop. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, I pretty much agree with those suckets because, yes, first of all, yeah, AJ and the Anderson and Gallows thing, that was whack. Like, you're a sore loser, AJ. You're a fucking sore loser. You lost, <laughs> accepted, and you lost after getting what help with a distraction from Anderson and Gallows. Right. Like you still lost, and they losing gonna rub off on you. So mm-hmm. you, all you gonna do is get mad, and then you right. gonna realize how foolish, like stupid you was for following these two little fools. And I'm disappointed in them. Anderson and Gallows have been those, like, they normally are team players. Like, we're going to go by the books. We're going to work hard and win. But now y'all at the, like, little little pussies. What's going on? Like, this is, I don't know. Well, this is what we're going to This is also moments of this week. Of course, the Braun and Bobby Lashley oh. fireworks had to be a this is also moment because the chant the crowd actually chanted this is awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like that shit was um that was it was uh interesting. It was very, very interesting. I wonder how much of that was planned and how much of it wasn't. Right. I really do. That's a good moment. I would say, I feel like the run was planned, but they didn't think that the screen was going to break. Because he's done that before and the screen has not broken. But at the same time, 
That was a lot of momentum, one. And two, he the big, screen has broken big. on fucking Charlotte Spear and Becky. This is fucking Braun yeah, tackling yeah. Bobby. Bobby Lashley. Like, this is three yeah, times that. Yeah, it should have been some mats. <laughs> wasn't those like... Let's be realistic. I think those sparks was definitely planned. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they were too calm. Like, ain't no way. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I can but agree. I I get. I feel it was still good. awesome. I don't give a shit. Yeah. It was. Awesome. That's why I said this is awesome. Um, another this is awesome moment was. I kind of, I didn't know if I wanted to make, well, I didn't know if I wanted to make this an honorable mention or if this is awesome, but I think I'm going to make it a this is awesome. And that's KO pretty much telling Dolph the fuck off. Like, (sighs) yeah, like that was amazing. (laughs) Well, before we even talk about Dolph, he was owning um, Shane too. Let's not forget. Like he, he, <laughs> he owned the fuck out he of them. He definitely did. Like, but I don't even think Dolph got two words out before KO was just like slaughter. <sighs> but see, he was triggered. But you got to think yeah. about uh, think yeah. about that uh transition. It was getting heated with the interview. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. And if I'm not yeah. mistaken, you know I think they got up. He was already standing up when Dolph like, came out. Yeah. Cause they they was already like yeah, <laughs> yeah like write the questions right. that uh, we talked about like no nah, you know like, what I'm saying I gave you a job you needed to do it yeah the way I told you yeah you big it, man I'm the boss <laughs> so KO was like wait a he minute he was a man. double duty yeah he was like you ain't gonna talk to me this like this a that. double <laughs> yeah he did that mm-hmm. um another this is awesome for this week was the bird being shot by Kofi. Yeah. And that's crazy. Bird is so the word. Awesome. The camera. I didn't know what I expected Kofi to do. And I I think I maybe I expected him to like fake, like almost shake his hand. Yeah. Did he almost shake his hand? His hand was out bird? and it, and then right. he shot the bird. Right. I don't know. I don't know if I expected that or not. But when I saw it, it was awesome. Still, just like, like, oh, he well, did okay. the bird because the camera. It I was think funny. That's what it was. The bird. I didn't expect him to shake his hand. I expect him to fake it, but I didn't expect the bird. I think that's what it was. I didn't expect a like legit fuck you from Kofi. Yep. Like I thought it was just gonna be a little more friendlier, maybe. And uh, Kofi I, tired of this. Right. right. So I, I, I definitely am putting that on the this is awesome list. And the cameraman was awesome. I got to keep saying it because nobody said it, y'all. But the cameraman was just like, when, when, when Kofi's hand began to go up, the camera, <laughs> it seemed like Joe's shoulder was blocking the bird. Like, it was just everything. The camera placement just, it was like, whoa, he, it looks like he about to shoot the bird, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It was great. Good job. <laughs> um, And an honorable mention, this is awesome, goes to the referee that caught yes. uh, the ricochet match. Yes, because they had to start over because his leg was under the rope. 
and AJ had won. Mm. Yeah, AJ thought he won the title. And you didn't. But, I don't know. can I debate that right quick? I don't mm-hmm. believe this. This is awesome. It's an honorable mention. I wouldn't even honorably mention it <laughs> because think about it. How many other referees did a bad call, and how many other referees sat there and watched the bad call and um, still let the match, the winner stand? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like this happened. This has happened a few times, but I feel you. Like is. Okay, what's so different about this one? It was, no, this is not awesome. You made some horrible calls before referee. Like, like. Let him get his one good one. (laughs) I let him get the one good one, but even with the whole Ronda and Becky match, I am a strong Becky fan, but I don't believe she won. I don't believe she was pinned properly. A lot of people, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of debates, and people still debating on that online. You know what I'm saying? This is a top fan speaking. Shout out. (laughs) But, yeah, like, seriously. So, what's so different about why was this match, you know, oh, no, it was the wrong call, bad call. People, hell, that night, somebody cheated while the referee's back was turned. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? First of all, WWE referees suck. <laughs> we, I don't know if we said that out loud or if <laughs> But they do. I, okay, I'll be nice about it. They don't suck. They just do sucky shit. Yeah. And they do a lot of sucky shit. And that's why I felt the need to actually mention that, the that, one time they that, got it right. Okay, they, I'll take that. They, they don't. They don't get it right ever. Well, I won't say ever because they do get it right a few times. But the fact that their misses are better than their makes. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I'll take that honorable right. mention. You're right. Like, I, they never show the actual pen. They show, like, two seconds of it. But they never show the one, two, three for the WrestleMania match mm-hmm. with Ronda and Becky. I don't know if y'all ever noticed that. But... Mm. I definitely noticed that because I don't think she got paid properly too. But I'm gonna go hard for Becky still. Yeah, right. you deserve they know, it. But. They know they just wanted to get Ronda out realistically because she been talking shit. She been down in the WWE the whole last two three months. Mm-hmm. She was yeah. there so on social media like, too. Right yeah. out loud on videos, posts, everything. So why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why not? Right. But I feel you. I feel you. I definitely understand that. Because they trash. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I know some people going to hate me for this. But another only honorable mention, this is awesome, is the Undertaker promo. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Only reason it's an honorable mention is because he, I mean, he just had one. He just had a this is awesome. <laughs> promo like just like okay like if you're gonna keep coming out i can't keep you know mm-hmm. giving it to you so but he does he has to be mentioned because it's the fucking undertaker right but and i did like his promo his promo is pretty dope um 
and <laughs> I like how Kevin Owens like saw like showed how Shane was scared as fuck. Mm-hmm, right. Looked scared as fuck while uh like pushing Drew out of the ring. <laughs> and I think I'ma say that. But I I think that's gonna spark something. But yeah, like he was trying to get Drew out of the ring. He couldn't run out run to the crowd fast enough. Right. So and I mean the Undertaker takes like hours to get to the ring. You didn't even have to run. Right. He has such a long intro. Right. (laughs) You you could have just stepped out slowly (laughs) and made it look like you weren't scared. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) you look scared as fuck. But that's that's so. Those are my this is awesome. So I don't know if y'all have any more to add. Mm, um, no. Mm-mm. I think we cover that territory pretty well. Oh, um, another honorable mention I forgot to mention. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> is the Alistair Black promo. The oh, only yes. reason I'm giving that an honorable mention is because it's moving the story along. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, it's a great way to move the story along. And I love it. Um, so, who's going to pick a fight with... Oh, I'm sorry. Who has picked a fight with Alistair Black? We shall mm-hmm. find out at Extreme mm-hmm. Rules. Mm-hmm. Yes! Okay, so... What? 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 The first what? Mike Bennett. And Maria Canellis Bennett. Now, first of all, the the challenge. I love the challenge when she said, "Me and my bitch versus you and yours." You know what I'm saying? That was like a whole shit. Now you know this is great. But then when you pulled the I'm pregnant, then you disrespected your king in front of everyone. Like you made him look like a feminine. You know that was. And and if you was pregnant, you know, why even challenge? Yeah, like, cause remember she said, "Oh, you." When her in her disrespectful rant to her man, <laughs> she said, "Oh, you um, you said you could protect me. You said you could fight Seth Rollins easy. I wouldn't have to fight." Like she she was going in on. Like stuff like that. So uh, she didn't expect to fight. She just wanted him to get an opportunity. That's one of them. I'm gonna throw you in. You better win. Get this opportunity because he might be coming. Because I think he's on two or five live now. So I think uh, he might be coming to the other shows. Uh, mm-hmm. It's possible. But I'm yeah, for that she one. she was disrespecting him the whole time because um in the interview before. For the match, I don't even want to call that shit a match. But in the interview before the match, he, she, um, she said that uh, it was mentioned that he took her last name. I don't think that happened in real life, but on WWE as their characters, he took her last name because both their, both their interests do say Canellas. So, hmm. Mm. Maybe he, he a little nut. <laughs> wow. Wow. Anyway. Mm. Wowie, the, wowie. Yeah, right. The, <laughs> <laughs> girl, um, 
the street profits on raw. Mm. Now, it's not because of the street profits. We all love them, right? Right, I fucking love the street profit. I was like, okay, this was up. This was up. That's you know what I'm saying? And uh, and everything they did was awesome. But it's not towards them. It's towards the WWE writers. Why are you bringing them to Raw? And you know you're not gonna utilize them. Some of those wrestlers have more ammo in NXT. And then when they come to this side, it's like, why the hell am I here? You know what I'm saying? Like, we can name mm-hmm. a few of them. Like, you know what San I'm saying? Jose, uh, not say San Jose. No way. no way Jose is one of them. He apparently had some momentum when he was at NXT. And um, um, I don't know I what think, they doing with him. I think in the Alexa Bliss, um, uh, Bailey, like, face-to-face, like, promos, beef and shit. They said, um, Alessa Bliss said something to Bailey about you, uh, you peaked the NXT type shit. Mm-hmm. And I think that shit's real. Not really about Bailey, but I do think that's real about, real with, like, some of the She did stars. say that. Mm-hmm. I think that shit is very real with some of the superstars. Yeah, like, it's Oscar. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm still I still have high hopes for Oscar because yeah. it took them a minute to use Shinsuke mm-hmm. properly for him to like actually be getting title matches and winning titles. Okay, EC three. Yeah, he him and that cup that yeah. just yeah, uh, like, I mean that Miss Bree said something about the cup. Yeah, I've been noticing it. Like you making him like a. A bitch. Yeah, yeah. it's a, a lot of bitch. them. So right. that what goes to you, WWE writers? Right. What the fuck are you gonna do with them? You right. know what I'm saying? I agree. Uh huh. And my next what? Mustafa Ali's promo. What? 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 <laughs> what? What is what? Huh? Like. Nobody understands it. And you don't look like me, bruh. Like, <laughs> like, 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 what, dude? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, man, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because, you know, after he got hurt, because, you know, Kofi took his spot. So if Mustafa didn't get hurt, you know, he's the, he's the, should have been me, not, um, Right, Dolph. that's why I'm like, Dolph, what are you talking, what been are you talking Mustafa. about? <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe they're trying to turn him heel, I don't know, but, mm-hmm. So does anybody have any more what's? Mm, well, my, my what, I don't think anybody agrees with. Cause I had the uh, Shelton Benjamin promo. As the what? Yeah, cause it was just like what? Like at first, at it's a what? It's a, I could give that an honorable mention. What? Cause it's what? like at first, like view is like what? What? The but hell? once you kind of read into it more, you might. You yeah, might, you know, kind of like might a welcome sense, back. But it's it yeah. it's. I guess the timing was wrong too. Like you just had this random ass Mustafa promo, and then you come around with the uh, Chelsea Benjamin. Like, mm-hmm. 
Okay. I feel you. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, any, any more? Why? Nope. Well, there have been many unsolved mysteries. The dedicated detectives who investigate these cases are members of an elite squad known as the Fashion Police. These are their stories. Dun, dun. All right, so we don't really have a lot of fashion. Well, we have quite a few fashion police. I lie. So, of course, we're going to start with Renee. She actually looked okay. I wasn't too mad about the outfit. There are some things I would change about the outfit, like the shirt. I would make it more form-fitted. But I did like the fact that it was, like, mesh or sheer at the top with the little... They put some bling on her in her shirt. Um, and the shorts were cute, the little leather shorts. So I, I could dig it, but I do hate the fact that it was all black. Because they mm -hmm. always put her in black. black of some kind, in some way. And uh, she she blended, like, Corey wasn't too out there on Monday either. So she blended with that. Mm -hmm. um, Michael Cole made the picture look pretty uh, bad, though, with the, with the gray suit. <laughs> that just, I mean, it wasn't a bad suit. It just... As a whole, it was just didn't fit the picture, if that makes sense. Um, I also want to talk about Maverick's wife's outfit on Monday. That was cute. Mm -hmm. It was really, that little really, two piece. really cute. Yes, mm -hmm. that was really cute. I didn't too much care for her hair. It looks over just, it's a lot. Really. Her hair, I don't know. It just, it was a lot. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of hair I don't hair know if it her. was too thick or too much or. It was too something. Yeah. But not too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> mm -mm. Yeah, but the outfit she wore was very, very cute. So, um, kudos to you, Mrs. Maverick. Um, any more raw ones? Do y'all have any raw ones? Um, I do. Okay, so, in addition to, um, oh, I just lost my train of thought, I'm oh, sorry. So, in addition to saying that she wears black all the time, like, so to Monday Night Raw set up, so Renee Young had on the little black top with the little bling, and Corey Graves had on a black blazer with burgundy pants. Now they're both already in dark. I did like her outfit, but I agree that I was putting her in black. But in this case, her and Corey Graves look unison. But then Michael Cole is standing in the middle of them, and he has on like a light gray, bluish suit. <laughs> And it does him no justice. Like, if it was a picture to be taken, he would look... It makes him look big, and they look small and washed out. Like, he's standing in the center, and... Which he's always, but... 
I think when it's him and like two other men, they always try to like give them all a different array of suits so it looks more unison. But they didn't do this time. They gave Renee her usual black and they washed out Corey Graves and now he's standing looking like Oompa Loompa in the middle. So yeah, yeah I wasn't but, agreeing with that fashion choice. And that goes back to, well, one thing we talked about offline was the fact that we don't know if they have one stylist that picks their mm-hmm. clothes or they each pick their clothes separately. Or they each have their separate stylist. Because I just personally don't see one stylist doing that. Yeah. Like, she, you know, he or she would, like, look at the big picture. Especially if this is one person styling for three people that's going to sit beside each other. Mm -hmm. And sometimes be seen on camera together. But I do agree. with, With Renee, as I look through her Instagram pictures... She have a lot of bland pictures. I think that's her. I think that's her. And I'm not saying that because, you know, I'm just Miss Fashion Diva because I'm not, you know, but she doesn't wear a lot of light colors. Um, I mean, she's probably just... She's kind of basic, like, looking at it. This her. Well, we have our answer. Right. <laughs> All right. So moving on to SmackDown, there was a few there was a few fashion police on SmackDown as well. I'm not really sure how I felt about Dolph's outfit at the beginning. Um, <laughs> I did like the Chuck stuff, but I love Chuck. So, but yeah, it was interesting. Like the patterned shirt. I think it could work, but I just, I would have to wrap my head around it. Um, the, the, um, Kayla, the interviewer, she, uh, her outfit was kind of interesting. I would have done some things differently, uh, but I wasn't really mad at it. She had on like a green shirt with some high waist navy blue pants that had gold buttons and she i think it was like gray flats or it was like khaki ish but i think that's the part of the outfit that i would have done differently but at the same time why not wear comfortable shoes nobody really looks at them Mm -hmm. (laughs) like (laughs) i i saw her shoes by chance so um but yeah uh, so she got on Fashion Police. Uh, I loved Zelina's outfit. Zelina Vega's mm-hmm. outfit. OMG. She, she used <laughs> yeah, to dress it was nice, cute though. with the little... Right, she looked very like dominatrix. Gave me, um, like, some... Gave me kind of some Janet vibes with the high ponytail and the... Yeah. Okay. I see you, Zelina. Alistair Black's wife, honey. Right. Mm. Um, do y'all have any SmackDown fashion police? No. no. The, um, the girl that interviewed, I want to say Heavy Machinery. Yeah, she had on, like, this pink, 
like shirt thing. I don't know if it was a dress because you can only see like the top of it. But I like the cut of it. I didn't really like the color of it. It was like a real deep pink. It was like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, and I'm not a pink person. Like it wasn't soft at all. It was like pink. 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 Um, but. I like the cut of the outfit. I have to figure out her name because we don't know her name. But. And ladies and gentlemen, that's not a prediction. That is a spoiler. So, I had to play around with some things. Let's talk about the Shelton Benjamin promo. So, it was gonna be a what, and it's an honorable mention what, um, like just love mentioned earlier, uh. But with this being a play around thing, I really feel like Shelton Benjamin is gonna try to demand like everyone else is doing, you know, or demand a title shot and whoop de whoop. But he's gonna have to go through Dolph Ziggler and Kevin Owens. I could see Shelton Benjamin coming in, trying to run things. Uh-huh. Think about his charisma, his characteristics. That's what he's going to do. So he's going to have to go through Dolph and Kevin because they're still being territorial in their own ways. Yeah. I think I, so. I, I agree. Only to the extent the writers don't pull no bullshit. Right. If they allow this to continue, I agree. But if they just gave him this bullshit promo and just gone... Let him sneak Kofi. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying gave them this bullshit promo and let him, and just kind of throw him away later and bring him back out another six months from now. Mm. Then that's when I'm just going to be like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do agree. I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that happening. The next spoiler, um, Sonya Deville and Mandy. Being that Mandy defeated Nikki and not Nikki, uh, Lord have mercy, Amber, 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 Amber defeated Mandy. Yeah, uh, Nikki. I mean, hold up, Lord have mercy. Let me go back. Sonya Deville has proven that she is a better wrestler. And I feel like she will become tired of Mandy getting the spotlight on her. It was Ember. She beat Ember. But Ember beat Mandy. You know, it's a lot of little things going on. Especially with Mandy, you know, being this Beautiful. By the way, she is beautiful, but this sex symbol, this, ooh, yeah, this me, look at me, you know, a lot of that credit goes to Sonya Deville, especially when, what was it, Evolution? That was the name of those three page. Was it? Um, Absolution. Absolution, yes. After Absolution. Absolution. Okay, right, right. After Absolution dismantled, you know, Mandy began a lot of play and not Sonya. 
So when we see Sonya wrestle, it's a breath of fresh air. And I think, you know, eventually she will start to get that pushback from Sonya. You know, I can see it happening. Yeah, I've, I've had that on my on my predictions for yeah. a long time. Because I'm still holding on to it to this day. Because I'm so tired of Mandy getting, like, Sonya hands her the spotlight. Like, she's she gives up her opportunities for Mandy to have the opportunity. And it's been proven time and time again over the last year that Sonya's better. Sonya's mm-hmm. the better wrestler out of them. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not really something that can be debated. Even though if you want to debate it, cool. But I just personally feel like it has been shown and it has been proven that Sonya is better than Mandy. Period. Yeah, period. Period. Like, period. Mm-hmm. period. Um, the next one. Bray Wyatt and Alistair Black at this upcoming pay-per-view. It has to be. Like, yes, yes, yes. who else like, think about it, and I tried to think about it, but I don't see anyone else who's bold enough to try Alistair Black, unless it's Lars Sullivan. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen him in a minute either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, ooh. Like, what if, what if Bray Wyatt shows up and then Lars Sullivan comes out? Oh. Hey. And do what Lars Sullivan been doing for the last month or so. It could be a spoiler spoiler. Spoiler spoiler. (laughs) You super spoiled. Yeah, so so something. Yeah, that's good. Good job, Jess Love. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Yes, ma'am. Um, the last one that I have, now, you gotta hear me out. I feel like Kofi is holding back the New Day. And the reason why I say this the the new day have been really pushed around, like really, really pushed around. And since Kofi won the title, they have not been getting momentum as a tag team. The last time they really had that strong momentum was when they had the gauntlet match for him to become champion. Mm. So I believe Kofi is holding back the new day, and somebody's gonna call that soon. Is, I feel like I and, agree to an instant. Hold on, hold on. Okay, watch this. Hold on. Sorry. Uh-huh. So, the reason why I say Kofi is holding them back, you know, they're not going to let all three be champions. Why not? I mean, and then it's not about letting me do shit <laughs> at some point. Like, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, granted, I feel like that's something that they they should have expected. If once they pushed Kofi to be that champion, once they pushed Kofi to become the WWE champion, they should have expected that they was gonna get a lot of pushback for tag title opportunities because they didn't want Kofi to be champion. Like not. They as in the New Day, but, you know, the McMahon's them, they didn't want Kofi to be champion. So, mm-hmm. of course, they're getting that pushback. That's why they gave it to Daniel. They, like... Yeah, because as soon as Daniel lost his belt... He got the tag mm-hmm. team champions. So, that's what, that's what I'm... So, that's why I 
don't agree to an extent because one, they should have expected it. And two, they're still getting title opportunities. So it's up to them to win it. Because mm-hmm. if they can't win without Kofi, then why, <laughs> you know, why would you get title opportunities? Why should you get title opportunities if right. you can't win without one of your people? It's a two-person tag team. So I, I got a question. Every time they won, was Kofi wrestling? Yep. I do believe every time they won the championship, Kofi was in the match. But mm. we have to research that to confirm. But mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I think this pushes the New Day to be better. Like the rest of the New Day to be better. Because right. if, if, like I said, they expected it, they should have prepared for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. So. You knew Kofi wasn't going to be in the tag team title match, so y'all push yourselves to be better so y'all can still get those titles and the New Day can be done. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? Yeah. Kofi could still wrestle in the match and win the title and then just... Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. But, but he's not going we to because he got his own match. We need to uh, check that out. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, those are my spoilers. Do you ladies have any spoilers? Um, no. I think we hit the hammer right on the nail. It was spoilers. Yes, Lady J. Mm-hmm. Always dealt with the spoilers. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. <laughs> I think you're right for WWE. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna tell you So, our you deserve it moment for the week is none other than, can I get a drum roll? It is K.O. Kevin Owens. So, let me explain, Mm -hmm. you know, the ethics behind choosing Kevin Owens. I'm not the biggest Kevin Owens fan. Um, you know, personally, him and Sami Zayn kick, kick rocks with no shoes. Mm-hmm. But the verbiage and the way he just came. So on Monday Night Raw, there is the Kevin Owens show in which Shane and Drew Smackdown. Smackdown. Sorry, which Shane and Drew appear. They recap The Undertaker coming out, and then you pretty much Kevin Owens start asking too many questions. So Shane is like, um, excuse you, you know, you supposed to read what's on the card. That's your job. Basically throwing it out there like, I'm your boss. You do what I say. But you know, that's not Kevin Owens, you know, M.O. Like, he don't, he don't play by nobody's rules but his own. So... All of a sudden, you know, also Dogzilla come out and he's just like, it should have been me. Mm-hmm. And before he could even get a whole two sentences out, Kevin Owens just started going in. Like, he was already triggered from Shane and started mm-hmm. going in on him. And then here come Dog. And when I say th- that was a verbal ass whooping that Dolph needed. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes physical, sometimes you really gotta hurt somebody's feelings. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Owens knows how to do that for sure. And he did it. And I had to give it to him. Like, 
You deserve it because you went in. Like, he had the hand ready, steam engine, boy, I got you. Like, yeah, it was real disrespectful. <laughs> and, and go back to earlier, he owned Shane. Like, yeah. It, it, it's different with this reign of shame. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, Stepping up to him. He's a jackass on two shows. Like, <laughs> like double dose. You know what I'm saying? Right. And Kevin Owens really, and if you think about it, he does deserve it. Kevin Owens yeah. put himself in a position to where he could be the next Roman Reigns. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because right now, you going against what he's telling you to do. Not only did he warn you a couple times, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You kept going for the low blow. So Kevin Owens standing up for what he believes in at the time, you know, put himself in a horrible position because Shane, usually when he get mad, when he said, don't piss me off, you know what I'm saying? He keep crossing, he crossed Shane McMahon and he wasn't even in the fire. And if you think about it, that's not the first time because before he left, it was him and Shane beefing. Yeah, yeah but that's Shane, what Shane always Sammy. does. Sammy and Daniel Bryan. It was a uh, lot. Yeah. It was a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, they cost SmackDown Survivor Series. Let's not forget. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, it's not the first time that it will be a Kevin and Shane. So, for Kevin to do that, pretty sure he's going to kiss behind. But this week, dude, you got it, bro. Right. You, you got, got it. it. You, got you got it, bro. It. Mm-hmm. All right. So thank y'all for listening to our pre-show number four. We will be dropping very, very soon. 